Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. Hey everyone, Robin here. For this week's episode, I had a really great conversation with Matt Gunn, who founded Ultra Adventures, and Matt Anderson, who uh, did the intro to this podcast with me. Uh, you know, we cover a lot of ground in this conversation, but it was it was really valuable to me, so I hope you enjoy listening to it as well. Uh, main points are we talk about the early days of Ultra Adventures um, and a really epic trail run that Matt did up the Grand Staircase that has since inspired his new event coming in June of 2021 called the Grand Staircase Stage Race that I think you will all really find interesting. Um, I had a great time talking to these guys. I hope you enjoy, and I hope everyone has a great last weekend of August. That is crazy. All right, enjoy. So I'm here with two Matts, Matt Anderson and Matt Gunn. Uh, I'm not sure how to tell them to tell the difference in your voices, so they'll just have to figure that out if they're only listening to the audio. (laughs) Um, But Matt Gunn, um, will you please introduce yourself? I know that you, uh, I, I became familiar with you when a vacation races got involved with ultra adventures yeah um so yeah my name is matt gunn i uh, founded ultra adventures back in i think 2011 our first race was 2012 zion 100 and uh then added from there bryce the next year in 2013 and then added uh, antelope canyon grand canyon and Monument Valley the following year, and then, uh, which would have been 2014, and then 2015, we added Capitol Reef and uh, Tushers. Tushers, yeah. And, right. and that was 2015, and then 2016, we, uh, we, we merged with Vacation Races, and then that was Trail Fest. That was something that... Uh, that uh, actually Salem and I had been like kind of flushing out that idea. Um, you know, I, I, I had that trail fest as this idea of like this culminating everything in the grand circle, grand staircase area. Yeah. And, um, and just this kind of putting together the highlights and cause it's all, I have all this variety going on in such a, you know, geographically central area. And, and, yeah. and so it made sense to like do something like that. And, and so we just started like, you know, just brainstorming and we did in Salem brought in his kind of like, you know, business yeah. organized sense and like we got out and like invited a bunch of runners into this like trial and you know, like just kind of started, you know, narrowing it down from there. But uh yeah, but yeah, that was the last one that I feel like I kind of was yeah, last event. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I love that. I always forget the Trail Fest just because from my point of view, when it was happening, it just happened at the same time of Ultra Adventures. So I, I think in my head, I thought it was already established, but then yeah, I realized yeah, that, that we were, sure. yeah, mm-hmm. super cool. I'm glad that we've been able to keep that one up. Um, and it looks like we'll still be able to hold it. Fingers crossed. We'll see this year. Um, and then Matt Anderson, yeah. that's when I met you around the same time, uh, cause you were helping Matt Gunn do some marketing and social media stuff. 
Yeah. Um, I, I taught with Matt. We both are teachers and we were teaching at Pineview Middle School. Um, and he, he started these races and, and uh, his, his Instagram account, let's just say needed a little help, a little TLC. Just the most amazing courses. And they still are today. That they're just the best views, unique, challenging. And uh, I'm like, Hey man, can I, can I just help you share some better pictures and do some cooler stuff? And, and that's kind of how I got started. And then I uh, started doing more Facebook and uh, yeah. And, I'm still doing the same stuff today for ultra adventures. Just, yeah. Uh, um, remind me what you two teach. Oh, sorry. And then I want to hear Matt. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is Matt was the, he was the geography teacher across. Oh. The so like, that's like we had to, why we had this connection. You know, I was teaching Spanish. Um, I mean, it, anyways, the, the, you know, my connection with Southern Utah and, and that was, yeah. And bigger area, you know, was like that was something Matt and I just really had in common. You know, he was like, I mean, that's why he was the geography teacher, and and you know, he was a park ranger at Zion National Park, and like we had this this connection uh, because of that. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, um, there's not too many people that I would argue that love nature and the wilderness and just being outside as much as I do, but for sure, Matt Matt Gunn does. And I, you can see it in his courses, in his races that he's designed oh, yeah. in this movie today. Um, I remember one story. I think it was probably the first year he did Zion, and he was kind of a one-man show. Uh, there wasn't a lot of help. He, you know, he was just doing almost everything himself. And I just remember him coming to school, and he just—I don't think he'd slept for 24 hours straight. I'm like, dude. Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, man, I've been scraping this reflective duct tape off the sandstone that I put down. I, I'll never do that again. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, that was an all-nighter. I was out on Gooseberry Mesa yep. after the first Zion 100, and I, like my fingers were all bloody there. Yeah. I, oh. I couldn't get the, 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 yeah, I was, you know, you had, it was my first time doing it. I wanted to make sure they could. <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah. No, you have to kind of learn some of the stuff. And, and we were dealing with the permitting agencies and they told you you had to have everything picked up. So you had like 24 hour window after the event. To get everything oh, no. I was like, I saw the sun starting to come up. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Florida. I knew it was an hour drive to get off that Mesa and clear around the dirt roads. And then I was like, I've got, if I'm speeding an hour, oh, get there. I'm like, I knew it. So yeah. Um, well, honestly, so when when Vacation Races got involved with Ultra Adventures, I that was the first I had heard of ultra running. At that point, like, I mean, I knew about marathons and stuff. I think those are pretty common knowledge, but uh, I I just hadn't even heard of this before. First of all, the distances seemed insane, but then also that like it will be through the night depending on the distance and and in these very remote places. Um, but that was my first intro to ultra running really was when I went to the Monument Valley uh, race. And then I sort of participated in the Tushers race a few years ago when I hiked part of the half marathon with Salem. It was a fun day. Um, but, but tell, I mean, I don't know, tell me a little bit about ultra running in general and your guys' experience with it, because it's, it's a very interesting form of running to me, but it's also one that I haven't really done. I'll let you go first, Matt. Well, um, 
I mean, technically, anything over a marathon is ultra running. So, um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, just just as soon as you cross that threshold of like what used to be considered like, I, mean, I just remember hearing the marathon story, you know, that that like Greek legend oh, of how yeah. the you know the Olympics or something. I I don't know. It's vague, but I remember as a kid hearing you know that legend and, and like the guy died at his last step because you know, <laughs> he whatever. ran this insane distance yeah yeah <laughs> like it was just blew people's minds or whatever and like so as soon as like you kind of cross that threshold you enter the realm of ultra running you know yeah. and i remember when i it was like that same way for me um it was back it was in 2009 um and a teacher had told me uh, i actually you know i remember i just remember another when I actually heard about it before that, I was in Colorado. I'd just done the Ironman. Um, I did uh, the Ironman to me was just that, but that's what that was. Well, it's a marathon plus this plus that. Yeah. Like, like mind blowing. I remember my dad telling me about that when I was a kid. And he was just, he had a friend that had done these Ironman my, uh, events. And my dad was like, I've done one marathon and it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And like uh, this guy, I just had this this respect for this friend that was like the Iron yeah. Man, you know, because he was like, he's done. He's like, I can't even imagine, you know, then doing, you know, this bike ride and then oh, doing yeah. this after that. Just like, and, and I, it was just always something that was, um, I I I knew about, and I thought, but I didn't think I could do it, like there's no way I could do that, you know? And then my my dad, you know, he passed away in 2002. And, uh, and I was just like, okay. Um, I, 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 in the back of my mind, I was like, Oh, someday I'm going to make dad super proud. You know, I'm going to do this Iron Man. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, that was, he had cancer. So I was like, start training for that was, that was the thing that just pushed me over the edge. I don't think I ever would have, you know, I just would have gone about my normal, comfortable life. But then, you know, life events like that can have that effect on us. And and uh, yeah. and I was just like, okay, I'm I'm doing this, you know, for dad. And then he ended up like passing away right in the in the middle of my training and everything. It was this like super emotional experience where I'm just like, um, you know, I I did this thing that I didn't think I could ever possibly do, and and um. And I was like, for me, it was just like one and done. You know, I mean, I was like a college student giving, donating plasma to like buy my, build my bike one part at a time, you know, to to be able to to do this and put it on a credit card and like, ah, you know, but I'd had to do this for dad, you know, and that kind of just pushed my initial like idea of what in my mind was, was possible. Like I, all of a sudden, like I just did this thing that like, how did I do that? I, that's not something I can do, you know? And, yeah. um, and, and then, and so, but I, that was like, in my mind, one and done, I didn't have the money or time. I had, you know, growing up family, young family. I'm just like, nope, <laughs> done. Yeah. This and is a specific like, instance you wanted to do. Uh-huh. And, and, and then I ran into someone like we were at this lake in Colorado. I went to school in Colorado and, and um, I, I was like, it's some just weird little tiny, cabin convenience store and someone like told me about this like 
I, I, I you know, I was kind of like dropping the fact that I'd done an Ironman, you know, I tried to yeah. work into the conversation <laughs> and be cool. And, and um, I'm so proud of myself. And, and this guy's like, oh, he tells me about like this 50 mile race. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, that's not possible. People only run 26.2 miles. You know? That's the <laughs> limit. And, and uh, so I was like, oh, Die. just like that Greek guy if you go above 26 <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then and then later uh I, I was at this I started we you know we moved to Utah and I was working in Logan and and I met uh this teacher that the wife of uh the founder of the Bear 100 was a co-teacher there and I you know and someone else told me like she you know the Bear 100 and I was like the what like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, they don't run that. They're like, it's a hundred mile trail run. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, let's clarify the details here. Yeah, I'm missing something. Understand, you yeah. know, like, and, and, uh, yeah, I learned about what it was. And I was like, I was like, and, and then it was just in the back of my head, you know, like these, these things that hadn't happened yet. Like, I didn't, you know, I knew they were, they were going to happen at some point. And, yeah. and um, but yeah, like that, I, once I'd like broken that barrier, I, I knew I could do more than I ever thought I possibly could. Then it just like, then it just becomes, and that's where these limits are getting pushed now with like 200 miles or there's 500 miles. Like what can yeah. we really do as human beings? Like, you know, well, that's kind of your new race that I'm sure we'll be, we'll talk about here in a minute. Yeah, and for sure. Race that's, five days and over what like 150 miles something in that area it's about a marathon yeah. days is yeah. that um yeah so so it's a stage race and um i mean there's there's a, a couple reasons that i it's become a stage race originally i still had the same mentality of like what can we really do and like you know yeah. just, just pushing farther 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 and, and i feel like that was just maybe a stage of like me personally like um, I feel like a lot of times people just, they just don't need more. They know I like running. I like being outside. Like, I feel like Matt, you're kind of that way. It's just always like, yeah. I've always been like, dude, gonna get you out. You're going to run an ultra. You're going to love it. And you're just like, dude, I like the outdoors. I like yeah. <laughs> hiking. Like I'm running is like, it's cool. But like, why do I have to incorporate misery into this? <laughs> <Yeah. Sure. laughs> and, and, but it, it, it serves a purpose for some people. Like, like just to, cause that, that idea that that um of i can do anything you know yeah that that once i once i especially once i did that 100 miler just completely proved to myself once and for all like i literally can do anything i put my mind to and some people already know that like they already yeah. have that self-confidence they don't need that but i had i didn't have that and that's what kind of gave that to me that's why the ultra community just being part of it's so contagious because you see so many people overcoming that barrier you see them pushing through the hardest thing they maybe have ever done and coming out the other side stronger and and it's really it's contagious just to be around that environment to be at these events um the stage race i'm sure matt's stage race is going to be crazy um just with that same experience people doing really really hard things that you didn't think you could do um it's 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 a contagious thing i said that a few times but it really no but i totally know what you mean yeah i mean you at monument valley i mean just seeing what these people have are, 
are these runners are going through and and, the, and how supportive of each other they are like yeah. I've yes. been on other courses and people aren't not yeah. supportive. You know, you're supportive of people, but like the actively telling people that they're doing great, even though they're coming back from where you're headed. I mean, it's just very interesting. And not only that, like I, a few years ago at our Bryce event, we had record heat, um, yeah. water flow, and we had people, I, I have a friend now on Facebook, he passed out on the side of the trail. Some runners stopped their race went back to the aid station, risking, you know, they were fighting time limits, gave this guy their water. Oh man. So they, they sacrificed their race to help this other runner. And and that experience isn't unique. Uh, that's probably at every event, you're gonna have something similar to that. I think, um, I think that's that's part of what people are looking, what what this what that provides is this, you, you get to this like, it feels just, I don't, know, I don't know how to even say it, but like, it feels real. It feels like dangerous. It feels like, I mean, that was a, a serious situation. Yeah. We in this vulnerable situation with other people and like real things happen, real connections happen. Like you are out there in the wild, <laughs> like yeah. doing something that is like completely, this sounds crazy. It's like, I mean, we're not talking like 26.2 miles on a paved road through a city with cones and everyone did, did, did. in the middle of the day with the huge. Yeah. Let's see how crazy rugged, you know, just the, the most put it, let's, let's look on the contours of the planet and find the hardest place to do these miles. So it's not comparing apples to apples, you know, yeah. and, and, and we're, you know, uh, when we have these checkpoints, you know, we just kind of make it safe. We just kind of, it's like Hunger Games or something. You just like put this <laughs> scenario, put these rules and just like, okay, go out there and, and we check in on them and make sure it's safe every five or 10 miles, you know, <laughs> where we yeah. can act and then just like turn loose out into the wild and crazy things happen. And, and that's what we're looking for is just that, a little bit of that excitement and just, just connecting in like a real sense to nature, not you know, like it really is a dangerous yeah. situation, you know? Well, and I think you, you, you know, any extreme experience you share with someone else, even if it's, you know, self-imposed, that's gonna, that's gonna bond you a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I can understand why the community is so uh, sure. like kind of tight. Um, this has just reminded me of some of the stuff we've been talking about. Um, and I feel embarrassed because I'm talking about from three miles to five miles. I mean, that's the window. <laughs> but for me in college, three miles was like awesome. And it was cool that I ran that often and did that distance. And then one day I miss a turn on my usual route or something and end up going five miles and was like, now suddenly three miles, I couldn't do it again. I, it had to be five was my new base, you know, just, but, but all it took was me realizing I could do it. Cause clearly I could yeah. have been doing it for a while, you know? Um, but there, that's the moment that I was inspired to run a half marathon and, and get into some, some of the more long distance running. That's as far as I've gone, but, um, but just, I don't know, that was such a important experience for me that I still look back on. I think there's something about pushing yourself harder than you knew you were capable of it's like i don't know it like almost not to get too hokey but like it almost like feeds the soul like it, no, it totally does know? and, and yeah. i mean just hearing you say that i'm just like wow it just brought up this huge memory for me because like three miles it's the same experience and that's the experience we're going for with people yeah. think that's the most important thing we just need you need more once you've, <laughs> you've done it you know but yeah I, but the three miles 
that was the route that my dad took us on. Every day we'd have to go, you know, feed the horses and then run around and run up this hill. We'd do this loop around Santa Clara, Utah, and it was three miles. And right at the end, there was this crazy hill that connected, you know, Santa Clara to Santa Clara Heights. And you'd, and it was like impossible to like ride a bike up. You had to like push your bike up, but you know, and um, every time we'd go, we'd, you know, he'd try to push us a, a little far, but I remember just saying like, uh, but I, like to me, that was just like, that was the impossible, you know, um, to, to finish that three mile loop. And it was always just so, but it was just stuck in my head. Like that's, that's what it yeah. was. And I remember just going up that hill and he would have, he, you know, I heard we've all talked to each other since he passed, you know, all eight of his kids, they, you know, he had the same conversation every time, like that hill just happened to be right at the end. And he would just like drive you to the edge where you were like, just, you know, just, Oh, like wanted to just like dry heaving and, yeah. and he's like but he'd just be like I want you to remember like how you feel right now because you are capable of doing so much more than you can he just like have you reflect on what you've done before you know, and, and how far you you've come now and then you know what's there's just it's just getting people to to believe in, in them themselves yeah. and like what you really can do like literally almost <laughs> you know like yeah like like what our thresholds are, are just so far beyond what we think we can do, you know? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think, I think about some of these videos you'll see of like old gymnastics routines that, that won the gold at, you know, the Olympics and then compared to what we do now. And, 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 you know, just, just as a marker of how far the envelope can be pushed in that short amount of time, like regardless of what it is. Um, I don't know. That's, that's very valuable and important to me. So it's, it's one of the things I'm most fascinated about when it comes to ultra running. Cause I know a lot of people have some intense experiences out there, especially with these longer distances. Yeah. Um, so tell me, um, so tell me, so I don't think I know what stage racing is. Will you tell me about that? And then tell me about your event. Yeah. So, um, this event's called the Grand Staircase Stage Race, um, but it's kind of morphed, like eventually, I, I wanted to do like a through route, like that was the original plan, like I was in this frame of mind of like, what can we really do? Like I want, I, and I had just had this, I wanted to, to connect the dots from like all these places, like this Grand Circle Trail series that I had before was like, you know, I see there's there's this here on this layer of the Grand Staircase, this layer here on the Grand Staircase. And when I say Grand Staircase, I need to clarify, like, basically the grand circle yeah. is the term that's kind of overtaken the grand staircase the grand staircase to me growing up in that area you know pre mid 90s when the the national monument came about um it you know it, it meant just exactly like this uh what this map was that we had in our basement that my dad had that was like um just these layers it's basically the, the grand canyon expanded out like you know, the Grand Canyon yeah. has all these layers, but they're all compacted right there. And then if you were to like zoom out, you know, and go a couple hundred miles on each side, you just see like more and more like uh, layers, which are these plateaus. And the crazy thing about these different layers is they all are just different from each other. They're just unique. And so it's like you go from these vermilion cliffs, the red rock, you know, slot canyon stuff. And then all of a sudden you're in this, this, these towering white cliffs. And then the next layer is just like relatively, you know, not that far. I learned how far it really is when I went on foot across <laughs> that section between the layers of that 30 miles is really long when it's just like this boring desert in between those. And that's part of what made this a stage race. <laughs> but, um, it, but then that next layer after 
you know, the white cliffs is like the pink cliffs of Bryce, which are these limestone hoodoos that like, I mean, people come from all over the world. Like you talk to anyone from another part of the planet and they're like, that's what they like. Bryce just like sticks out to them. Cause it's so like, so incredibly unique that they don't see that anywhere else. And they're just, yeah. they just draws people in to see something different that they haven't seen before. But every layer is like that on this, this grand staircase kind of going both directions. Like I'm just familiar with the Northern side of the grand Canyon. So that Northern part of like, you know, that, that those layers, you know, but it's, it's, yeah. I mean, they're doing this Cocodona, um, 250 um on the other side which kind of co- highlights just all the layers on like the arizona side you know yeah on the south side of it and and um it's the same thing it's just this variety like is just that's what makes this area so unique you know yeah out, it's out no here, wonder that there yeah there, it's no wonder there's so many national parks just yeah. in that one area mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, yeah. it, because you go from ten thousand feet on the aquarius plateau the highest timbered plateau America, and then you get to the Colorado River at I don't even know is it two thousand feet, fifteen hundred feet elevation? Like, yeah, I don't know where what level. I don't even know that. Like, what level the actual the Colorado River is where it's? Yeah, where it's I don't know either. So eleven thousand Don't 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 uh, eat us there on our that hard-earned uh, elevation. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> I love it. Uh, but but anyway, I, I this it evolved into a stage race. Like originally, I was like, this is going to be similar to the Cocodona that the Aravipa is putting on, on the South side of the Grand Canyon, you know, like highlighting these trails in Arizona, they're just passing through these, you know, all this cool stuff. He's like saying, Hey, look, if we do a 250, 200, 250 mile race here, look at everything we're seeing. Like, look at all that we're going through. It's so cool. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I just felt like I want to do this in progression. Like, you know, I, I know, you know, that all these different areas, I know, you know, the Kaibab Plateau, and I know really well, you know, the, the all surrounding Zion and and all the Red Rock slot, you know, all the Red Rock country down there, and I and I, you know, I know really well the, the Aquarius Plateau. I spent so much time there. I was a teenager, you know. I, I and you know Bryce, we have. I, I just know all the. This is why Dad would take us to all these places. It it didn't make sense to me what it was until I'd been out and seen the world, and 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 you know I seen so many amazing things throughout the world but like this just has so much variety packed into it you know and that was when i realized oh that's what makes this special that's what makes this area so special you know you've got you've got really cool mountains gorgeous you know like the aquarius plateau is like just you're just stunning you know just just aspens for miles and miles and lake after lake after stream after stream after but that's you know that's you find that all over and and beautiful stuff like that but then to have it like just juxtaposed right next to like there's something so just contrasting you know yeah like, like oh yesterday i was on those pink cliffs you know that so i i just didn't want any of that to be lost you know so there's a few things that like helped this like develop this idea develop was just like i want just i want people to like see it all and like what you lose when you're doing point to point is like, dude, I, and what I learned is I just, you stop caring like about anything once you hit that pain cave, that misery. And, yeah. and, and you're just like, it just becomes, it's you versus you. And, and that's what it's about. It's about that journey and it's about, you know, and if it, but I'm just like at a different point in my life now. And I want it to be about enjoyment and having fun and like yeah. taking it in. And I don't want anyone to miss it. So how can I frame this in a way 
that nobody misses like every part of this because you don't know when they're going to see that what time of day is it going to be daytime is it going to be nighttime you know and then you've got these big sections in between so i actually did the whole route like last summer i, oh, I did it crazy i did so it was like ended up being 220 miles it was supposed to be 300 miles yeah. but there were they did these controlled burns on the kaibat plateau i had it all planned out i'd gone down and scouted it and like had this exact route and and i and then i went to go do it and i put my food and water drops all the way along, you know, the way I was just going to do this, like self-supported, like I didn't want to bother anyone else. I was just like, this is about, you know, just, just me doing this thing that I've wanted to do for so long. And, um, so I, and then I get, I, I, you know, I start from, cause I came from the North. I live up North now. And, um, okay. and so I, I like put all my drops and I'm going South and I go to start on the you know rim of the Grand Canyon and, and I get close. And then all of a sudden it's just like, <laughs> smoke was just like everywhere and they just had these they had roads closed off and, yeah. and it was like, I was like oh shit like I'm, I'm like this so much to me and I just spent so much time like getting the exact path I was going to take like through there to make because I, I wanted you know to like I was like if this went well I was going to make it you know an event and um but I I just was like okay I just had to at, at that point um say okay we're going to cut it short. I'm going to start at Jacob's Lake and just basically descend off the Kaibab Plateau and then cross this big desert gap between there and the Vermilion Cliffs that are like kind of sit behind Kanab there that layer. And, and, um, yeah. but every time I was between layers, like whether it was between there, Vermilion Cliffs or, or Vermilion Cliffs and the White Cliffs or the White Cliffs to Pink Cliffs, or the Pink Cliffs, the Gray Cliffs or the Gray Cliffs, <laughs> the Black it sucked. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's relatively close, you know, those things are sometimes right blending together, but I mean, usually there's, there's a gap, you know, 20, 30 mile gap between those layers. And um, it's not that awesome. I don't know. It just made sense to like, you know, like divide it up. Yeah. yeah. And I had, and I had my friend there you know, with me and, and, and that's the other thing is I, I couldn't do what I thought I was going to do. I'm like, ah, this is, you know, this challenge I'm going to do that I've always wanted to do. Didn't start off on the right foot. You know, within by the end of the first day, I'm like, stupid, why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> and oh, yeah, and totally. I'm just going across the sand, and I'm just like, what the hell is it? And then you'd get to like the hype, then I'd get to like the sections that were amazing. I'm just like, what? This is so yeah. cool. <laughs> and I'm like, and you look back, and I'm like, whoa, and I was clear over there yesterday. And you just, you literally see the landscape like laid out below. It's this grand staircase where, like, you know, that's that's what that term yeah. comes from. You know, not because the National Monument is really just like one layer of the Grand Staircase. Well, a couple layers, like kind of in this area. You know, the the area they designated to protect it, which is great. But but the name they gave it just kind of threw everything off as far as people's understanding of of what it was. You know. Yeah. But, um, no, it took it took me a while to learn that when yeah. we first uh, were yeah. doing ultra adventures because I was I just I'm familiar with the area, but I didn't realize they were connected that way. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I I uh, ended up doing the the whole route, but along the way, I was just like this is way, too, this is so hard. Like I had this pack that was just like super heavy to carry, you know, my bivy and pad and bag and, you know, enough water to make these huge gaps and just all my calories and everything. And it was just yeah. like, um, and then, but my, my buddy Tony was like, dude, I'm coming to help you. I'm like, all right, man, whatever. And, and then like about over a hundred miles into it, he was just like, um, he just shows up and surprised me. I was just like, Oh, like, like almost crying and like joy 
of like seeing someone like, and it's literally like out in the middle of nowhere. He'd like help mark the Bryce course before. So we knew it. Cause it's like, you don't see anyone out there. Like oh, I've, yeah. years and years of marking, <laughs> just being out there so many times, so many miles trail. It's like, I, I literally like, can't remember seeing anyone out in the area where I ran into him. All of a yeah. sudden he comes around the corner with his two dogs and I'm just like, what? Just like the perfect like moment where I've been going for over a hundred miles already. It was just like, can I really do this? And, and but yeah. that, and then, and then my wife ended up coming down, like, you'd be like, I want to be there to support you. And so like, but the, these, then the, like everything just like turned at that point. And I was just like, realized how much of a part of the experience, just that human connection was and like at the end of the day like if i had that to look forward to instead of just like you know setting up my bivy the trail like it was like you know it gave me a goal to go towards and then i got there and i just you know just like have a beer and just enjoy that time and talk and just like uh, and and i and i but then all of a sudden like and i could it became so much more enjoyable because I could actually run. Like they carried my stuff, you know, oh, like they, awesome. they would, you know, they would, they would shuttle ahead to like an ex I'd sell them, go to this checkpoint. And then um, they'd be 15 or 10 miles down the trail, whatever. And then, and I could actually run cause I could go light, you know, and just, yeah. enjoy it. And I just started enjoying it so much more for different, so many different reasons. Like I didn't have to like put in all these miles during the night. Like I could just, and I was just like, Hey, what changed here? And, and, and that's how I, you know, said, and Tony was like, dude, this has to be a stage race. People want to connect What the, these ultras. They're awesome for like that personal journey, but for people connecting, like, no, I mean, you guys look, look at trail fest, like what happens yeah. there, like, the way people connect, you know, versus during an ultra. Like I always wanted those hundred milers to be like this awesome party. I remember like the first and second year at Zion would like, you know, have my friend's band play and I'm like, oh. you know, we'd put it, we'd go to like Zion brewery afterwards and have the awards and like, People are just hammered. Like two people go up, they're just like, this I can't you it, it just it's not the environment. You've just destroyed yeah. them. Like you're not <laughs> especially because of your courses. Like like you said, you want them to see everything, the best sites, the most spectacular viewpoints. So you'll take them up this thousand foot climb just to turn around on this out and back to come back down. And so I mean, even more than other races, like, yeah, they were just hammered on those hundreds. And you do lose some of that connection that you're yeah. talking about. And even sure. like a 50 miler is the same way. It's just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there's guys, pushing it, but I mean, uh, there's very few people that are in any mood to enjoy people, you know, sure. after that much, that we're going through that something that physically that challenging, but, but for, for people, I mean, uh, for me, it was like, okay, that in that 20, 30 mile range and all it's kind of, it, most and the reality is most it's hiking like don't let running scare you away if like everyone's hiking on these things you can't yeah run yeah terrain. it's crazy I, it should probably the term should be different because running is like so um it's just doesn't seem has a different connotation <laughs> uh, for what you're doing yeah because yeah. there's some running at, at, at certain times and some guys can run like the, the some people are you know like you leave people pushing yeah. the limit and they are but but that's a tiny tiny select few but like but you look at like basically through hiking like on on any of like the, the long trails and how many miles people put in a day and like yeah 20 plus mile like that's that's reasonable you can cover that much time in a day just keep moving just keep making forward progress like going forward 
yeah. push it forward and you'll make it and and you get there and when you get there we're there to welcome you like we're there you know it's just like we receive you like you're in the state of mind where we can just like you know that food tastes 10 times better oh yeah you know, that, that company is like you're 10 times everything's just like so much better when you're in that like depleted state you just appreciate things so much more and so oh it's yeah just opportunity to just like just bring people together at the end of the day and have this experience and i just i finally like that clicked for me it dawned on me like like this is what this needs to be for um it just makes sense you know it's just like and it, to me it's this ultimate like stage race that goes um just the variety like yesterday and you still look back and say yesterday i was there you still can like physically yeah. there's that step you know 50 miles behind me i was down on that yesterday and it's so weird yesterday i was like in this desert landscape because day one is like i kind of combined condensed the the, yeah. the red rock and the the white sandstone together to just get it through because it's in early june it's kind of hot you know because you're covering oh, so, so much so little, you know but the last four stages are all like kind of high elevation and, and nice but um but you're, you're you're looking down you're just like well you're on mount Dut on top of mount dutton on these towering like granite cliffs and you're just looking down on like red canyon and bryce and the Scott plateau and like so weird like i was there Crazy. yesterday and it was so different than what i'm looking at right now you know yeah. and then the next day you're in just like this total like high alpine like almost above the tree line you know just like just really like cold temps and like and and it was just like it, it, you see it from below and you don't realize how different it is once you get on there until you're there you know and it's just yeah <laughs> so no and you you want you want everyone to have that experience but you know they don't need to have the the desert blandness in between you know what i mean uh -huh, yeah um how long are the different runs uh each day or i, I don't know how is it is it each day yeah yeah so it's okay. five days in a row they all end up being just right about uh, 25, 26 miles. I try awesome. 25 to 27 miles. Short days, 25. Long days, 27. So it just yeah. worked out that way, and that's kind of like what it's going to be. What do you think is going to be everyone's favorite section, Matt? Dude, seriously, that's the coolest part about it. Is like, honestly, it, it depends on what's unique and new to you. You know? Yeah. That's just a good like point. what you're used to, and that's why I feel like Bryce is most people because I've seen this like. Uh, it, it, it's just whatever like is blowing your mind at that time and, and there's so much variety here it's like ah, i don't i don't know too much like information overload you know and, but um it, for a lot most people it's usually like that first day which some people that have seen it, if you're familiar with you know desert sandstone you're gonna be like eh maybe but most other people are just like Wow, I've never oh, seen yeah. anything like this. This is unbelievable, you know. And but and other people are just like that was terrible, you know. So much it was just like twenty-five miles of sand, <laughs> like yeah, and just like so miserable. Like why did you make do it? Because you're just like used to it, you know. But um, and then but I don't know. I each one is that 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 particular course you went through two like tight slot canes and some and people were just like whoa what is this yeah. you know they've never been yeah. in like that. like how could the earth create something so skinny and tall and, and you know smooth like, and curved it's so <laughs> yeah. so interesting yeah. kind of the same way for the ultras because people always ask what's the most scenic what's the best one it's an impossible answer you totally. can't answer a possible question to answer because it depends on your background depends on mm -hmm. your yeah everything um mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so if you're from Idaho, I can't imagine you're blown away by the Tetons. But the first time I saw them in person, I I audibly gasped. I remember it like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite? I think it just depends. Like it depends on the season, you know, for sure. Yeah. And but oh, sure, yeah. To me, I mean, to me, it just ends up going. I think probably ends up going just kind of this sentimental place. It's like, but that that Aquarius, I guess, just because I'm like just the desert so normal to me and that i mean that that's always part of me but but that aquarius plateau is just i'm always blown away how beautiful those mountains are how lush and just they they seriously is like as pretty as any mountain trails you're ever going to go on and you're literally just looking down below you over like the escalani desert you can see Zion from up there i mean you can see like <laughs> yeah. everything from up there for me the aquarius it's the water because, you know, mm -hmm. living in the desert my entire life, I mean, we have mm -hmm. the Virgin River, which, I mean, that's one of my most treasured spots on the planet. But you get on the Aquarius and there's water everywhere. There's streams, there's lakes, there's, it, it's just crazy um, mm -hmm. how much water is up there. And it's so different for me that you're right. It's, it's spectacular. Yep. Wow. And then you travel just like, seriously, not even far. Like you travel down to like, you know, just down to Boulder, and it's like what? It's like white sandstone cliffs <laughs> all around you. And like the coolest, like desert canyons that are blowing your mind. It's like, you know, like I, I took my family to Boulder uh, this when school was out because of the COVID, and we stayed a couple nights. And one day we went up into the mountains and we caught the tiger salamanders that you told me to at, at Lost oh, Lake. Yeah. Long <laughs> <laughs> then we hiked into Scout Lake because my daughter's name was Scout, and she thought that was pretty cool. She's four, so she was pretty excited about that. And then the next day, we were in the canyons. Like you said, we were down at uh, Upper Calf Creek Falls, swimming in these deep 13 to 15-foot swim holes in the desert in the Sand Rock Canyon, just amazing terrain. It, it's just mm -hmm. so unique. Like in one day, yeah. we could go from these high alpine lakes to sandstone desert just in a couple miles, really. Yeah. No, that's crazy to think about. And I mean, and, and just the uniqueness. I mean, I don't think I've ever actually considered this before, but but really, even if you just take Bryce and, and Antelope Canyon, those are those are very similar in some ways, but extremely unique, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, what's the name of the event? I don't think we've said um, it. We should probably uh, say it. <laughs> the Grand Staircase Stage Race. Grand what, Staircase Stage Race. Creative. Yeah. What's your website, Matt? Vgssr.org. Uh, yeah. Nice. And, and are you gonna are you gonna call that like you know like they they use abbreviations like Soho for example you know it's an abbreviation. You call that like the Gusser Guster? Yeah, that's a good idea. I already thought of that. I like that. Gusser. <laughs> yeah. No, the is often. I mean, it's yeah, it's really nothing now for this idea. So, but let's let's make it the Gusser. The Gusser, the Gusser .com. Yeah, it's true. I could, I don't know. I couldn't think of the name. I want descriptive. I want to say what it is. But like, I don't know. No, I just, I don't, naming this podcast, I've, I've been getting beef for it because I couldn't come up with anything. I was like, I need our name in it. I don't know. And then I came up with Vacation Races and Friends podcast. And I already hate it. And everybody hates it. So we're going to have to figure yeah, that one out. Yeah. Um, no, and we'll include, we'll include a link and everything into that. Um, tell me when, when is the event? 
is June 7th through 11th of 2021. Okay. So it's like Monday to Friday. Um, it just made the most sense to put it in five days. I mean, it could easily be extended, you know, uh, as for, it was going to be seven days. And, and I'm just like, okay, this is like a highlight. I just want to make it like pow, every kind of yeah. step count that we can, like, you know, considering the access that we have and just the camps. It's just important to me that they, every day we finish at the campsite, I want people to be there to cheer in that last runner. And then it, yeah. it, it makes it so there's no time limit either. Like they can come there, you know, go to sleep if you're, you know, but everyone's there and then you just, you know, you come in, but it's open and available to, to anyone that, that wants to do it because we're literally camping at the finish line. It's really cool. It made, it's made us get creative with like how we do things, you know, with um, yeah. these like, we're taking like one gallon of water showers with these cool, like innovative, like little sponge showers. Everyone gets their own sponge and it. it's amazing what you can do with like limited resources and stuff. And, um, but just, but just, um, and these little cot tents that are just, cause we have, you know, we have to be able to fit people in a smaller space. And so there's yeah. like, everyone gets like this 30 inch by 78 inch space, but it's actually really awesome. Cause it's totally enclosed. You know, we don't need extra space, kind of like a yeah. tiny home tents, you know, and but you're up off the ground. It takes away the unevenness. Cause that's the other thing It's like, I can't get yeah. my Oh yeah. The solution. And I think like, it's, it's actually going to be great. You know, we're just going to be like hanging out around the campfire with the guitar and, uh, you know, we've got like a brewery coming that will be there with oh, rad. every night. It'll just be just a time to really connect, you know, and, and, um, which would be half of the, oh. Are, are Toby and your kids making pizzas though? Cause that, if, if they're making <laughs> yeah, that they'll be there for, that's kind of like the, uh, in between, you know, some people are going to be finishing at like noon, you know, sure. dinner is not until, um, you know, like six. And so, uh, but yeah, like just have like the grill and the pizza. We have like all these like little pizza ovens left over that we <laughs> still own. <laughs> I'm like, okay, finally going to use those. Yeah. Like, always been telling me to sell them for a while. Or all these extra propane tanks. I'm going to get used. Like, but yeah, you just make yourself a pizza. If you're, if you're hungry, you know, yeah. until, until dinner's ready. You know. <laughs> it sounds like you're really getting the best of like something difficult and something that pushes you, but also like, the human connection, like not wearing yourself out to the point where you can't have that as well, you know? Yeah, that's what I've been hoping for. I was looking for, yeah. I just, I'm not, it's been good to have this amount of time, you know, just kind of, I've stepped away from the industry and just like really been able to like, okay, I'm going back into this like on my terms, I'm just gonna do it. Like, yeah. It was just once a year, exactly what I want it to be, just just doing every, taking a little, and, and because I'm only doing it that often, I feel like I can just add, you know, just do it, just exactly how, um, yeah it being you know um and yeah and the way that's going to bring value to you as well as other mm -hmm. people you know and the distance i felt was part of that where it was like okay where is that sweet spot and that's what i realized yeah. this last time i went out there so I've, I've run it twice now the the the, the course and, and uh, you know this summer i ran it twice like just the stages you know and event yeah. and initially the last two stages on the course i'm like i first i was like i love the course too much i'm not cutting out any of it we're doing 70 miles because you have to start from the bottom and climb up and we're just following the great Western Trail. It's, it's so awesome. Like, I don't know which part I'd cut out. And, but once I got out there and did it, I was with the Steve Adderholt who, who uh, founded the Ragnar trail series, you know, and he's, he's okay. the, the RV for the, uh, for the Coca-Dona 
now um, for that 250 miler that I was talking about. And, and he yeah. uh, he was out there with me and help, and uh, we're doing it together. And he was giving me all kinds of great feedback. We got to those last two days and we're just like, dude, this this isn't awesome. <laughs> like the, the, the beautiful to see what it is, but like it's just too much. It doesn't matter how gorgeous, how cool it is. And so like it's like, hey, how can we? And then so we just trimmed out like that. I just wanted to make it awesome. And then so we yeah. we, actually, we cut out the and logistically it didn't change anything. Like we had to, I was like, okay, I want to make sure we're finishing at, at the same, you know, where the runners finish um, at the campsite, you know? And so that, and so we, and we cut out the, the climb up onto the Aquarius plateau, which really weren't the best miles, but, but, you know, before my mentality was like, you have to earn this and do it yourself. Yeah. Climb up onto that plateau. Like, no, now we just, we shuttle you up an extra 10, 15 minutes, not much further, just an extra few miles from like where we're already shuttling you. And we're, we're going to drop you off at 10,200 feet right up at the top. And you're just going to be like, boom, like right in the awesomeness. And then just, uh, so we cut out, so we cut it down from 35 miles to 25 miles, basically on those last gotcha. two days. And then the next day it just worked out awesome. So we can't still this amazing site. And, and instead of like getting up and starting right there, we cut out this first like 11, 12 miles, but it also, what it does is you're right by like hell's backbone. So the runners, then we oh, shuttle wow. them like, over hell's backbone that morning. Oh my like, gosh. Riding, like right in the morning, driving over hell's backbone, which is just this remote road, like this dirt road that goes over this crazy bridge. You're just like, how these people build a this bridge with a thousand foot drop off on both sides. It's yeah. Bananas. <laughs> so they get to see that as part of their little shuttle to get them out to where they're going to start just down trail a little bit, but then it just, but that it just puts it so that it's, you know, within reach of anyone, like literally you can walk this, you are going to feel like you're going to tap into that part of you. That's just like, this sucks. Like this is hard. Yeah. And you're really pushing yourself and you feel, and then you, and that, but you have the ends in sight and you get there and you still, but, Oh, I still, Oh, you rebound pretty quick. You're like, Oh, I feel good. Yeah. I'm ready to hang out, ready to have a good time. Like it, it but that 35 was like, uh, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> just a little too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a little too much. It, it's an interesting experiment that you're doing. Cause some of the industry, it seems like they're doing the opposite. They're just getting longer and longer events. I mean, you see more mm -hmm. 200 miles springing up, uh, maybe not longer, but there's definitely a movement toward more 200s. So I, how we push ourselves. Yeah. I'm interested to see how yours uh, turns out. I, if I were to run any event, it would be yours. I'd rather I'm there for enjoyment and to see some awesome stuff yeah. and human connection more than to kill myself to say I ran 200 miles. That's just me, though. I, I get there's other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's something for everyone, for sure. I'm jealous of you that you're in that place. Like, I feel like I'm finally getting there. Just, just that Because <laughs> before, it was just like reflection of like what was driving me. And like I wanted to enjoy life more and be in a better place a better yeah. mental state you know where I'm just like i don't you know because there is that it's just that balance of like what i don't know do you, no i totally get what you're saying <laughs> we don't we all with some of us have learned lessons we don't need to yeah <laughs> you're just like if you're in a healthy good place like yeah yeah you're not, you're not searching for something to give you more you know no, and, and I feel like there's so much, especially in, I, I guess, American culture is the only one I can really speak to, but uh, this idea of, like, if you're if you're not exhausted all the time, you're not working hard enough or something, and, like, mm -hmm. that's something I've been trying to learn is, like, you know what? Cut myself a break and have a good day, mm -hmm. and I'm actually more productive than I was before, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So I think you're right. I think it's a very valuable lesson to learn. Um, but then, you know, also knowing when you need to be pushed, right? There's, there's a time, I mean, the hundreds that we still host, I mean, the experience and the knowledge that you gained that Matt talked about earlier, that you can overcome some, a hundred, you know, there's a, there's a place for that without a doubt. Yeah. And a lot of people need that. And I think if everyone had gone, gone through that experience, you could, they could change themselves, their lives, the community, even the world, just by pushing through something you never thought you could push through, whether oh, that's yeah. like miles or like Robin, you're three to five miles, you know, like yeah. it, it's a, it completely changes your perspective for sure. Um, well, sort of on that note, I, I know that we're, we're running a little bit low on time, but I, I was wondering uh, if, if someone was trying to go from maybe your more traditional uh, half marathon or marathon road races, and they were thinking they wanted to try out ultra running. Do you have any tips um, for what what would be good? Maybe some in between stuff that would be a bridge or, or stuff they can do on their own. Matt gave me a tip a few years ago. Just do it. Sign just up. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Do your homework before the race and just do it. You can do it. Love it. Yeah, sign up. Like that's why events exist. Like for a while, you know, a lot of people and myself more than anyone. I just because I was didn't have money and stuff, and just like I. Right, it's I can do this on my own. I can and, and because of the limitations on what you can get permitted, you know, with uh, you know, everything basically in a national park or in a yeah. wilderness area is or a national monument just like off the table, you know, in our country, it's not like Europe where you can just like run wherever you want, you know, yeah. for the <laughs> or whatever. Um but I mean it's, it's but I realized myself like I you know, unless I have that motivator, that signing up, yeah, is what makes you. Do. I Iron Man, like I can look at it, and say like, oh, look how the, the how much those cost, you know. But it, but look what it look what it gave me, like look, yeah, taught me that same thing with that the, the hundred miler, like, dude, that was the best money I've ever spent in terms of like who I became as a person, you know. And so, and people, we you know, we're all just at different stages in our lives and need different things, and we just kind of offer you know, we try to offer different um, opportunities, you know? Yeah. Well, I like that your event, and, and I feel comfortable saying this about Ultra Adventures too. Um, it is, it is welcoming to, to all levels of skill. I mean, there's room, mm -hmm. there's, there's a place for you, <clears throat> even if you're worried that you're not there yet, you know? Sure. And that's what people, if they're like worried about like, dude, this community, that's what's amazing about. Oh yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, everyone's like, like the weirder you are, like, I've never seen some a community so welcoming of just like diversity and just yeah. you know, really like one thing connecting us here, everything else, put it aside and we're here for each other to like reach this goal, you know? Yeah. I love and that so our, much. In our divided world, man, that is refreshing that yeah. we can be united in this, this cause. It's a pretty neat thing. Yeah. I totally agree. I think. It's a very valuable, valuable community to have, I think. Um, well, thank you guys. Do you have anything else you want to plug or talk about before we wrap it up? Matt, tell me about this uh, lightning thunderstorm that you ruined your phone in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this race, because we were going to post it on Ultra Adventures, and he's like, I got caught in the worst thunderstorm, and I don't have any pictures now. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was like, it was on stage two. I was with Steve this last time we ran it. I was, I was out there getting this, um, I met this guy who like does this crazy um, 
awesome these maps that are like interactive where you like fly this drone every three miles and 1500 feet and get this panel and then stitch the images together and so i just wanted to make kind of like a like google maps like interactive maps so i was out just getting this footage and, and wanted to run the course again i just want to you know get it nailed down and trimmed up and anyway steve and i were out on date on stage two and uh, those those thunderstorms in july just rolling every afternoon you know oh yeah crazy we were watching it like for hours just like zigging that boy where's it going where you could see just those thunder clouds like and they always just kind of get sucked to that same spot along the rim of the plateau and just like just like you feel like you're gonna die for a few minutes and then yeah. okay but like but yeah we were right in camp eli which is just the crazy part of that bryce course every time people just would come out like every time something almost happens on that course it's like it's just the most rugged wild section between blubber creek and proctor canyon and um and it's yeah it, that's where it, we're in camp eli and um i mean that's where i remember one time i fell down and like I was all alone and I just like my pinky just like did this like 90 degree turn. Like, oh, no. I, like I had to like pull it out myself, like, oh, no. just, like went back into place and, and like, that's where the bears always are. Like every time I ran the forest service, they were like cutting out trees and, and they, they were just like, this is, they're telling me how, you know, they knew the names of all the bears in there and stuff, but they always like this, that's where they're at, you know, and just cause it's the most remote. Humans yeah. and stuff, but sure. yeah, anyway, he got hammered by this crazy hailstorm. It was just like rivers running down the trail, and, and Steve was just like, <laughs> oh God, we "We're just miserable." And, and um, there was just no protecting your stuff. You were just drenched, yeah. hammered, and like, can you? You don't even think you're going to survive, and then all of a sudden it's okay, and the sun's out, and you dry right. off. <laughs> dry off real quick. Never recover, and I just because I didn't pay for the extra little iCloud storage. Uh, <laughs> I remember at Grand Canyon in twenty, probably sixteen. Oh, yeah. Mark the trail, and you're like, "Hey, man, if you find my phone, I lost it somewhere in this section a week ago." And of course, I found it. It didn't work, but it was like a <laughs> life. How many phones you lost? Dude, that was the last one. Like that was, I've been done pretty good since then. Pretty lucky. Tiny baby iPhone five that was. I mean, it was ready to die. I've known it was like it's almost died a lot of times. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This was awesome.